<laughs> Callum, cocking in the building. Yes, Jake. Brito HQ. Cheers for coming, mate. Appreciate it. Thank you for asking me. The sun is shining. It's beautiful. Spring is here. That's what I bring. That's what you bring, man. You've just got back from Thailand. Correct. Indonesia. No. No. Vietnam, uh, Cambodia, Vietnam, and Thailand. You didn't Dream go to of... Bali? No. You told because me you were going we, to Bali? When, no, no. When we left, they wanted you to be um, juiced. Ah. So we decided against going to Indonesia. Ah, okay. I thought, you, I thought you were there. We wanted to go to peace-loving countries that don't discriminate. Love it, man. Love it. <sighs> Vietnam. Did you do the, uh, the pass on yeah. the bike? Yeah, Hajang Loop. Yes. Yes, mate. Lobby's coming at you full on 90 miles an hour. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And Dangerous, man. But Yeah. The most dangerous roads in all of Vietnam. And Vietnam is one of the most dangerous countries to drive in in the world. Yeah. Not the best when you've never ridden a motorbike before. But <laughs> <laughs> to go three days around the border with China, up and down mountains on pothole roads. But it was a yeah, mad experience. Did you go north to south or south to north? South to north. I think I did the same. Mm, started in the bottom. Yeah. But yeah, the north is way nicer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Less crowded. <clears throat> yeah. And, well, even just the little cities and stuff that are there, I just found them way more enjoyable, yeah. more beautiful. Yeah. Halong Bay? Yeah. All right. I thought it was good. Yeah, it was. But, I mean, it was... You have high expectations beforehand, and I think that sort of ruins it. Mm. You know what I mean? Whereas you, if you arrive somewhere and you know nothing about it, it's mm-hmm. you're already one... You've already enjoyed it more, whereas I had a bit of a... Yeah, high expectation for how long they didn't quite reach it. Got yeah. But on the other hand, Cambodia next level. What was the highlight of the trip? Siem Reap, Angkor Wat, big juicy temples. Angkor Wat's mad. Insane, especially because I've been doing a bit of research into this ancient apocalypse life. Graham Hancock. Graham Hancock. Yeah, man. <sighs> Absolutely blew my brains. Every single square centimeter of every single wall there is carved beautifully and yeah you can see the rings in the in the stones can't you where they put the poles through where the elephants carried it, the, the blocks precisely yeah 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 I think I was I was a bit younger when I went to Cambodia I didn't appreciate it as much mm. as I would have now you know what I mean the, the thing I think that impressed me most and it sounds a bit boring but the brickwork there's no cement between the bricks the bricks are not cut exactly square and each, every single brick sits perfectly on top of the last one. And I mean, where you can't put your fingernails in between. There's no cement. There's no nothing. What and these right? are cut thousands of years ago. And I have no idea how. There's no two bricks that are the same size. So it's like the pyramids? Like, how the hell did that happen? Yeah. But the, 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 the ones I'm talking they're only smaller bricks. They're not like 20-ton stones. I mean, there are those as well. But the ones that come to my mind are these small bricks. And you can't, you can't fit a piece of paper through. How? Mad. Yeah. Cambodia, Vietnam. What's the other one? Thailand. Thailand, we did, yeah. Would you do three months, two months? Uh, yeah, just under three months. Thailand, Chonga's paradise. Is, Chonga's. is it fully legal everywhere? Yeah. There's no, no exaggeration, no lie. There's more places to smoke and buy the herb than there is to eat. Unbelievable. And to no. think you'd get 20 years in prison. Five years ago. Five years ago. Yeah. It's everywhere. Everybody grows it. You walk down the street and there's cannabis plants on either side of the road. Imagine the person that got banged up like a week before. <clears throat> You'd be pretty annoyed, wouldn't you? Mad. What, what? I don't know what the rules are now, if they've released the people who was caught doing it before or what. I don't, I don't know. Smoking the herb. But yeah, it's, it's advertised 
everywhere. Why is why is that come about, man? Because obviously you've got the US and you've got places in Europe and yeah. whatever. Why did they do this in Thailand? So, my, I mean, I can't tell you factually what they were thinking, but my opinion is that after the pandemic and stuff, they've decided, right, how can we increase our tourism industry? How can we sort of like give ourselves a little bit of a head start? True. So what they've done is made cannabis legal. Therefore, now every single person who has a balcony or a tiny piece of land can earn themselves an income, create a business, sell their product. Plus, obviously, you've got all these new bars, restaurants, cafes that have opened up. And it's bringing, it's, the tourism industry there is booming. So you notice a big difference in between Cambodia, Vietnam and Thailand. Cambodia and Vietnam, half the places are empty. Mm. Whereas Thailand, it's fully booked. All, everywhere. The, all the smokers have flocked to Thailand. <clears throat> yeah. Mad. Do you think other countries will follow I would, on? Well, I would assume so, yeah, because it makes sense. Do you know what I mean? I think public perception around cannabis has changed a lot over the last sort of 10 years, whereas before it was a bit more demonised, whereas now it's seen as the friendly, the friendly, the friendly drug, do you know what I mean? Mm. It's not, I don't think it's seen in such a negative light anymore. Mm. And I think other countries will start to follow suit, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it makes sense economically. And if we start to go down an economic path that doesn't look so good, it makes sense. Business what was it like walking around? Could you just smell it? Was it everywhere kind of thing? Everywhere. No. I'll tell you a little story. So Did the locals smoke it? Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's everywhere. No. And when I mean everywhere, I mean you can't... For example, right now we're on Starbridge High Street. Shout out Starbridge. If, if this was in Thailand, right, you'd walk down here and every 20 metres there'd be a sign, cannabis for sale, cannabis for sale. There'd be little stalls outside front of shops giving you, hello, sir, what would you like today? Was it sativa, indica? What sort of THC content are you looking for? Would you like to try this one? Would you like to try this one? Yep, sit down there, mate. We'll bring you a tray and some papers or a bong or whatever you desire. Mad. Unbelievable. To think where that's come from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what? Yeah. Five years, you say? Yeah, yeah. Mad. Mad. But like, for example, our hotel, Our hotel, there was, at the entrance, it was a decent three-star hotel on the beach, not some party place. You walk up to the reception, and to the left, there was like, let's say, half a football pitch-size uh, concrete patch full of plants at the entrance to this fancy, not fancy, but decent hotel. Mm. Unbelievable, like 50, 60, 70 plants there, all budding, stinking. It's mad. I don't know when I, when I last went. I think it was 2018. And it was nothing like that. Yeah, yeah. It's inc- I mean, I wasn't I expecting it. Obviously, back. I haven't been there for years. I know, yeah. <laughs> it's great for a little bit, but obviously then... Yeah. You start to find a reason to go there all the time. Yeah, yeah. Which I can is... imagine it's going to boom, in it now? Mm. Yeah. Because Thailand kind of died off a bit, didn't it? I think Bali took over. There was a lot of interest in Bali for a few mm. years, and then now everyone seems to be flocking back to Thailand and that, so... But I also think this has a lot to do with the... Um, the sort of regulations and the entry requirements, let's call them, to the, each individual country. Thailand let go of everything pretty sh- short, like wasn't a long period. Makes sense. After Whereas the, the... Indonesia have only recently let it go. Mm. You know what I mean? And I think that's had a, a sort of a, a ripple effect. Whereas, it, all right, I can't go here. Okay, I'll go to Thailand. Mm. And I think that sort of adds, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, this is popularity out of the place. Now, and it, I think everyone's realised that. You know what, I won't go into it, but yeah. yeah. Um, talk to us about your work, man. So uh, 
you and your partner, Ali, work remotely. Digital from nomad. the laptop, yep. making me jealous. Yeah. Talk to me, man. Have Shout out on. Tropic underscore Ali on Instagram. There Boom. we go. Sponsor. What, what did, uh, <laughs> what did, how did that come about? So essentially, it came about through my wife. We were living in Australia, and obviously it was difficult there to work during at that time what was going on and um we found this opportunity online looked into it deeper started yeah you know, following all the course information that we found and it's been so far it's been a raging success yeah over the past 18 months and it's since then it's granted us this lifestyle where we can be anywhere work from anywhere literally a life of, of freedom yeah where we can choose how we spend our days lovely work and what what is it what what, what do you do so specifically to like? be exact it's affiliate marketing which basically means so let's use the example of purito if i wanted to become an affiliate for purito i would come to you and i would say okay jake um i want to sell your burritos every burrito that i sell of, you, of your product i will take 20 percent, 30 percent, 50 whatever the case may be that's essentially what affiliate marketing is i'd i tune in to another company's product and I then sell that product on their behalf and mm-hmm. take home a, a tidy commission for it. Lovely work. So what, what kind of products? So this product that we sell or that we have affiliated, affiliated to is centred around the digital education world. Obviously, this day and age, everybody wants to be working online. Everybody wants to have their own business. Everybody wants that time, location, freedom. The stumbling block for 99% of people is knowledge. How do I start? Where do I start? What product can I sell? These are all the biggest, the biggest stumbling blocks for people. So where we come in is we actually sell the courses that will enable you to go one step ahead in, in your online journey and to be able to educate you then on every single stage that you, that you will need in order to transfer your income into an online digital income. Quite, yeah, so you don't actually sell like a tangible project, product. You you just give people the information on how to start. We sell a digital and how course. To do what you do? Yeah, we sell a digital course basically. Mm. Um, that, that can be used for all sorts of internet marketing. Let's call it social media marketing, um, because this is the most valuable information that you can that you can learn these days. As we know, the world is constantly going more and more digital. And we have to be aware of, we have to have the skills that's going to take us through to that next stage. Otherwise, we're all going to be working nine to fives until we die because you ain't getting a pension anymore. So you really need to, to, there was a quote that really hit me hard by Warren Buffett. And it says, unless you learn to earn money in your sleep, you're going to work until the day you die. And it's 100% true. Mm. Nobody gets rich on a salary. Mm. You need to find other ways to use your money to make more money. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the gist of what we do, yeah. Class. So how long have you been doing that for? It's, we started 18 months ago. Mm. And obviously as it's, it's peaks and it's troughs and whatever, but on average, yeah, it's been very successful. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It's, it's grant. The biggest thing I can say is it's granted us complete freedom. Mm, which is more valuable than money. Yeah. I do what I want, when I want. Mm. And 90% of the time, if I say to you, tomorrow I'm going to Morocco, mm. I'm going. You just open your laptop, get to work. And I go. How many hours on the laptop would you say you do a week? 
it depends on how much money we want to make. Mm. Some weeks we don't do anything. You know what I mean? Before yeah. before we got married, up to our wedding, we didn't do anything. Mm. Not, but we've got these systems in place that grant that, mm. whether it's with our email marketing or with the social media brand that goes behind it. But yeah. Mm. Talking of your wedding. <laughs> they did a good job, man. They did a good job. It was the English a good wedding day. is get married, get pissed. The Italian wedding was saxophone on the balcony, sunsets, buffet, sparkling wine, yep. another buffet. Yep. Then you have your speeches. Yep. Then you have another bit bite to eat. Then you have another little drink. Yep. And it kind of spread out. So big up the Italians, man. They know how to put on a wedding. It was serious, yeah. It was a, it was a serious do, man. Um, and I remember everything. Mm. Usually I don't. So Definitely the best day of my life. And to have... Obviously, my pals from home there, including yourself. It was a real special occasion, yeah. Yeah, man. Tomato pasta. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> yeah, we had, the, we had the vegan options on show, yeah. Man. Yeah, it was good, man. It was good. And there I was translating for you to all the buffet. Okay, which one's vegan? The geezer is vegan. We need this one for the vegan dude and his wife. Jambon away from me, man. Yeah. That's French, in it? What's the Italian one? <laughs> Il formaggio. Il formaggio. Yeah, don't like that one. Get it away. Um, yeah, man, so working remotely, do you see yourself, well, that's a silly question, you see yourself doing that forever? Well, at the minute, it's, it's an industry that's absolutely booming, so <clears throat> it makes the most sense to do right now. I think that's what we've got to, that's the way I sort of look at things, what makes the most sense to do today, rather than trying to think five years down the line, okay, what's the best thing I can do right now? And for our situation, that's exactly what it is. And Obviously, long may it continue. And while mm. it does continue, we'll continue to live this sort mm. of lifestyle. I might have to buy your course, to be honest. Do us a deal on it, man. And, yeah. Uh, couple of free burritos and we'll knock you yeah. a discount. That's it, man. I'll chuck you a, <laughs> chuck, chuck you a black card in the shop. That's and it, yeah. you can just uh, feed me the courses as they come through. Um, yeah, man. So, Ali is Italian. Correct. See. Si. We're going to have to talk about pasta and pizza then, aren't we? Let's get on to it. Um, you two are veggies. Correct. Where did your vegan or veggie journey start? Why did it start? Uh, what made you think? Okay, so I'll that? give you a little bit of the... I'll give you the long story. So I come from a, a family of butchers. So my old man, my granddad, all my uncles, all were butchers growing up. So I spent every day after school going to the butcher's shop out into the back, seeing all the hanging carcasses, giving them the rocky one-twos and, do you know what I mean? I was, that was the life I grew up around. And then we lived in, at a pub in the middle of the countryside and we had some animals. And we had this huge pot belly, Vietnamese pot belly pig. Now, for the listeners, it's a mixture between a horse, a bear and a pig. It's an absolute monster. It's no normal little pink pig. It's a big black bear-looking thing. Yeah, boar-looking thing. And I became very attached to this pig, and we all did, at the, all of our family did, called Snorbits. <laughs> so we used to go and feed him the scraps from the kitchen, and he was the most affectionate little being you could ever, you could ever imagine. <gasps> and he, I think from there, I remember he, when he passed, when he died, we never, even though my dad was a butcher and my family were all butchers and stuff, the meat was never carved from the bone. He was buried. After we buried him, we went back into the pub 
and there was bacon sausage sandwiches. And I remember feeling sort of weird about it all, having buried a pig and then going to eat another pig. I couldn't quite put it together. I think that's initially where it started. And then about 10 years ago, when I was traveling Australia, I had a, a friend who, who was going through his own vegan journey and he was a chef and we were living together. So I said, yeah, I'll go along with the, with the ride, try it out for you, try it out with you, sorry. And I loved it. I couldn't believe it. Before that, I wouldn't eat a mushroom. You still don't eat a mushroom. I wouldn't this eat an onion. Magic. I wouldn't eat, wouldn't eat anything. No tomatoes, no onions. One of them proper fussy yeah. chicken breast and rice people. Obviously, your taste buds adapt or they grow. And I absolutely loved it and I felt great. And I've just continued it ever since, really. To start with, it was hardcore vegan. And I've gone through stages in my life where it's been hardcore vegan for a year. And then it goes to, okay, now I'm in Italy, so mm. what are my choices here? I'll just have some cheese. More of like a convenience sort of thing. Mm. But yeah, that's my journey over the last yeah, 10 years has been vegan, vegetarian, vegan, vegetarian, vegan, vegetarian. Mm -hmm. And I'd say now I'm, I'm in one of those vegetarian stages. Mm -hmm. Well, being married to an Italian and spending a lot of time in Italy, obviously, it's going to be hard going to be difficult to find these little places and whatnot so yeah I've been there twice and I've pretty much lived on bread tomato pasta and what else I can't remember water I think yeah that's the, fresh the, air there's not yeah it's not it's hard man that's what I mean um so you, you change for ethical reasons pretty much you yeah you made the connection between a living precisely yeah being with feelings yeah to then obviously going in the pub and having bacon baps or pork yeah. scratchings or whatever. Precisely. Um, I also felt a hypocrite because I'm a bit, bit of a softie. I couldn't never envision myself slaughtering an animal. So for that reason, I didn't feel like I was deserving of eating the animal. Mm. If you can't kill it, you shouldn't eat it mm. because there's obviously then there's a disconnection in your brain. Do mm. you know what I mean? Yeah. If you're saying, I could never do, I could never kill an animal, but I'll eat one, mm. then you already know it's wrong. Yeah, I do think you need to be consistent. Yeah, but then again, I'm also in a hypocritical stage because I'm putting animals through suffering by eating my cheese or drinking milk. Like, I don't really drink milk, but yeah, eating products that have milk inside or eating eggs or whatever. Unless, yeah, it's obviously a level of hypocrisy and also from me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So out the last, what, five years? You've kind of hovered back and forth. Correct, yeah. Also, more so depending on my situation and where I am in the world. Yeah, I can imagine when you're back in England, you're vegan. eating vegan, yeah. And then That's obviously right. when when you're in Italy or other places, where there's a lot of cheese, a lot of milk powders, a lot of milk. You obviously convenience. Yeah. Wise, you you choosing to Correct. Not eat vegan and that, yeah. What? So if if every country was like England, where it was there was vegan stuff everywhere and it was easy to kind of stay away from dairy, you, you, you would choose to, like... 100%, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah, so you, you so the message, your your stance on the message is for pro-vegan, isn't it? But you just, well, yeah, it's it is. It's a convenience issue, yeah. Yeah. But it's good how you admit that your actions don't align with your Precisely, views, you know yeah. I mean? so, so it's probably something that might come in the future. Mm. Uh, how long's Ali been, did you? Since she met me. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I'll give her the old... She was an animal lover, one of them... I love animals, I'd do anything for animals, I ain't seen animals suffer. 
Don't you yeah. dare shout at my dog because he'll have bad feelings. Yeah. But you eat beef yeah. and pork and whatever else all day, every day. So got to a stage where I called her out and said, you're a hypocrite. Don't tell me you love animals if you put them on your plate. Um, and I was a bit harsh, actually, because she was similar to how I was before, not eating any veg, didn't like this, didn't like that, didn't like this. And I basically said, well, don't come near me when you've got pig breath. I don't want no kisses <laughs> with pig breath. So, <laughs> oh, man, I was sort of a bit of a bully to start with. <laughs> Shit. What was a... Uh, I don't think it would have took a long to switch, yeah, after that. I think if... Ten years down, well, five years down the line that we are now, if I'd have said it to her now, she'd have probably just gone, yeah, sound, no kisses then, see you later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe she liked me a bit more when we first met. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she's she's vegetarian. Yeah. When, we were, when we'd just come back from Asia, if we was on the beachfront somewhere, she'd eat some fish or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, she's a, a lot less strict than I am, usually. Mm. Got you. Mm. So, um, travelling around, how hard has it been to find things that you'll eat you know what I mean because I can imagine Asia is just full of animals and weird animals and it is definitely full of weird animals and you're seeing dogs and goats in weird burnt positions all along the street it's a bit strange especially in Vietnam but fortunately in these countries you've got tofu everywhere mm. so Asia's big in it I'm yeah sorry, so yeah. it's actually not really it, I find it really easy yeah. and plus there's no cheese there mm. so it's not like the only option on the menu is something with cheese in. Mm. You've got every single curry, every single rice, just change the meat for tofu, please. Got yeah. And it was actually relatively simple. Yeah, yeah. And tra travelling through Asia, did you find yourself eating vegan more than yeah. veggie because of the cheese thing? Yeah. Precisely, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, this last trip, it has been vegan yeah. because there's no cheese there, because there is easy alternatives, because the, the option to eat vegan is there, yeah. rather than... I, I'd like to see it also from more of like a pragmatic point of view if I've got to survive only on bread that's no good for me mm. right so I'm more willing then to accept dairy products or whatever the case may be in order to substantiate a diet rather than just eating plain bread plain pasta do you know what I mean I find mm. it boring and then I think if you start to find something boring you find a reason to stop it mm. you know what I mean so we've got to be careful not to make it so strict that your life becomes a prison and then you end up going I've had enough right that's it I can't do this no more finish yeah at least you're kind of on the, the right path and it'll eventually get to the point I think where you'll be 100% vegan but obviously yeah, yeah. you're not going to kind of restrict yourself too much we'll put it this way when I went to Italy I went there with a six pack and I come back with a one pack yeah because it was just bread precisely yeah tomato pasta like I said and chips and whatever and that's not a healthy diet either, is it? Nah, it, I'm quite stubborn to the point where I could be starving. Yeah. Three days without food, and someone put a cheese sandwich in front of me, and I wouldn't even eat the bread because it's touched the cheese. Mm. You know what I mean? I'm quite strict like that. But obviously, other people are on different paths at different stages. They're going to yeah. think differently and, and whatever. What was the best food, type of food that you came across on your travels? So. Including past and present, all of Asia. What's the what, curries? What? Just curries, yeah. Yeah, Panang curry, Thailand, unstoppable. I like a spice, so for me, the curries are the, the best ones because you can just add your tofu. They've got loads of veggies in there. It feels healthy. It feels good. Yeah, and it's tasty as anything. 
Yeah. See, when I went travelling, I was um, I was a big meat eater. I'd eat anything. Obviously, not like tarantulas on sticks, and you mm. know, you got all these street sellers selling like cockroaches, yeah, and all that. Like, but ev- everything else, obviously, I was a, I was a big meat eater at the time. So I don't know what it's actually like to to kind of travel through these countries and 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 get some decent food. Um, that was right. Lentils? Did you have a lot? Yeah, I didn't see any beans. It's more of an Indian thing, isn't it? Probably, yeah. Like through, like I said, where I've just been, I haven't seen any beans of any description. At grains all. and beans and... Nothing. I can't think of any chickpeas, any black beans, lentils, I can't think of anything like that. Mm. The only, the only vegan protein source I was getting was either greens or tofu. Mm. Yeah. And then little bits from like potatoes, rice and yeah, whatever. Precise, yeah, yeah, yeah. little yeah, little... Curries, man. What was the best curry you had? Penang. The Penang. Penang. It's it's top tier, top tier. Massaman, Massaman's for beginners. Is he? If you really want to be, Massaman is the Balti. Yeah. The boring Balti. Yeah. Penang is the Madras. Penang is elite. It's next breed, yeah. I'm pissed off that I didn't get a chance to have all these foods. Like when I was going through Asia and stuff, and I just used to, I just used to chicken and rice, man. Chicken and rice, pad Thai, just mm. the typical. Like you had all these curries, like green curry, toy, uh, red Thai curry, what is it, red Thai? Yeah, red curry, red green curry, curry yellow curry, massaman. I, I never, I never did none of it. You was never, a boring Brit abroad. I was, I was just, yeah, just like steak and chips, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, well, Jake, on a bonus note, life ain't over. You've got a chance to go back it eventually. <laughs> it is for now for me. <laughs> Maybe one day, man. So, have you noticed any health changes since how long has it been five years you say ten years since pretty oh, much ten years since oh, I went really? vegan since I started oh, yeah. so it's it, I didn't know you I, didn't, I, I thought it had just been like the last four or five years no no ten years since when I first went to Australia yeah um, it's, and it's hard for me to answer that question because it was so long ago I can't I've got nothing really to compare it to from memory I remember initially starting it I felt great yeah so that's probably your answer mm. But I can't say to you, yeah, I've noticed a big uptake in my energy or whatever because I, I don't remember what it's like to eat meat yeah. constantly. I had yeah. one, the only thing I can think of is I had one Christmas dinner after coming back from a long travel Yeah. with all the trimmings, all the meats, everything in speech quotations, treated myself. Mm. But it made me really sick. Yeah, did you After think of it fin- differently, like, because you've had so long off it? Precisely, When you yeah. were chewing it, you met the connection, don't you? Yeah, but I was, even, like, physically, I was sick after. Oh, really? So Christmas evening, I spent the whole night in the bathroom. Like, it, it really hurt me, yeah. And yeah. It, I felt horrible the day after, too. Why do you think that is just the change in diet, like? I, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not a scientist, but obviously my body rejected it for some reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I'd gone for, and that, that was after a break of being hardcore vegan, for probably, I could say, a year and a half, two years. Yeah. And then going back and having a, a Christmas dinner in a butcher's household. Oh, man. Do you know what I mean? And I went full on for it, swallowed yeah. 84 pigs in blankets. Yeah. So, yeah, and I was, I was in a bad way after. I felt like vomiting, coming out both ends. Sorry. Yeah. I think you need that, though, because it's best not to go cold turkey, I think, and mm. worm your way down slowly. Um, and, like, obviously, in between your... In between then and now, you've obviously gone back and forth and mm. slipped up or done this and yeah, done that. Yeah. So like, it's like a lot of people that go pescatarian, and then you know they might only eat eggs or whatever. So yeah. 
it is best to do it gradually, isn't it, I think. 100%. Because yeah. otherwise you're just going gonna, gonna to box yourself in mm-hmm. and you're going to get and annoyed at yourself. Precisely, yeah. And I've said it to you before and I've said it to other people who've come to me and I said, oh, I'm trying to do the veggie thing, blah, 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 blah. But I can never imagine myself not eating a sausage again. I think this is the big, this is the big mistake people get themselves into. They think to make a change in your life, it has to be forever, whereas it doesn't. You do, you do something one step at a time, one meal at a time. You don't have to say, I can never imagine myself not eating fish again. Well, don't have to. You just have to imagine yourself not eating fish for the next meal mm-hmm. and take it that way. And what a lot of people get caught up in is they go, okay, well, I had fish yesterday, so now I've ruined my vegan diet, so I might as well just start eating steak every day again. Mm. It doesn't have to be like that. You, don't, you shouldn't think like that because it's one meal at a time. You slip up one meal or slip up, you choose a path for one meal. Well, that, that only counts for that one meal. And you can always go back to it afterwards instead of putting ourselves in these labels and boxes and like a mental prison of saying, I am vegan this week so if I slip up that's it now I'm no longer a vegan so I might just forget all my principles and revert back to revert back to type I think we've got to give ourselves a bit more time and a bit more patience mm. to, to go through it because we are going to slip up but when we slip up it's important not to keep slipping you know what I mean if we slip up okay we stop and we take a backward step and then the next meal is a good one mm. I think that's it that's the most important message to people you're not signing a lifetime contract to be vegetarian, vegan, you're making an effort. Mm. You know what I mean? You're making a choice every single meal. I think food addiction's a big problem. Mm. People just can't say no. Yeah. I've, I, I've said before, if, if I could never eat again, I would. Mm. Like food is... Um, I eat food. I enjoy food. I don't enjoy it that much, you know what I mean? For, mm. To me, it's just a meal. I eat it and then 10 minutes later, it's gone. Mm. It's, it's in the past. I don't... You see it as more nutritional yeah. value... Yeah. As opposed to, it's Stuff now six face. o'clock, so it's time yeah. to eat. Yeah, yeah. And I think I've, I've got to that point through fasting. I mm. think fasting fasting's just completely eradicated all cravings and all addictions that I might have had in the past. Because everyone is addicted at some, to some extent, do you know what I mean, I think. And um, yeah, I just, no, I just can't understand. Well, I can, because I know what people are like and I know what I was like before. We used to like crave food and you'd drive past a Mackey's and smell it and be like, oh, mm. I want to go and get a flipping Big Mac, you know what I mean? But no, it's just it's just completely out of my head, and I think fasting's got a big part to play with that. I part. agree, yeah, because you've taken you're taking yourself out of the the construct of okay, nine o'clock equals breakfast, twelve o'clock equals lunch, six o'clock equals dinner, regardless of if you're hungry or whatever the case may be. I'm as addicted as as anybody else, and yeah, I hit I hit two o'clock, and I think I haven't eaten lunch yet. But if I'm not hungry, it, it shouldn't matter. Whereas for me, if I get to two o'clock and I haven't eaten, it's like, all right, and I need to eat quick because it's already two o'clock. Mm. Whereas you are 100%, I am 100% addicted to eating because I don't think about if I'm hungry or not. Mm. I think about it's time to eat. Same way as if it's, okay, it's time to smoke. It's time to have a pint. It, it is the same the same like mental cycle that we go through. Yeah, yeah. 100% agree. I like what you said about that, about the meal as well, where... Just the first, just take it meal by meal. Mm. So literally wake up and say, I'm going to eat this today. And then when that's done, the moment's passed, you've yeah. done it. And then the next one, you just go, oh, I'm going to eat this instead of that. And that's it. It's, it's literally like, if, there's no point looking forward or looking back. It's just all about 
the present moment. Do you know what I mean? It's like now I'm going to make a decision over the next 30 minutes or an hour and that's it. Yeah. That's all you've got to think about and it really is easy, man. It, like, it's so easy. I think it's just so easy to to manage what I, you, I what found you do. it I, I ridiculously easy. I, I just, I don't get... But then again, I haven't got an addictive personality. I've, I've mm. never been addicted to gambling or drugs or nothing like that. So I don't know. Some minds might work work differently, you know what I mean? Because I also, I think when, when we start to look at things in a long term, like if I was to say to you, what do you want to do over the next 20 years? What's your plan over the next 20 years? That sounds scary for me to say, all right, I want to do this over the next 20 years. We can't think that far ahead. So why do we do it when we talk about diet, when we talk about lifestyle, going to the gym, whatever the case may be. All right, I'm going to go to the gym today. I'm not signing up to go to the gym for the next 20 years because that becomes overwhelming mentally to, to, to understand, to take on that responsibility. It's the same with vegetarianism, veganism, whatever, whatever it is you're choosing. If you choose and go, okay, for the next year, I'm not going to eat meat. And then you start to go, that sounds like a long time to me. A year's a long time. Can you imagine going a whole year without having a sausage sandwich? Can you imagine that, Carl? Oh, that sounds it's odd. It's addiction, isn't it? Whereas if you go, can I go today without eating meat? Mm. Easy. Remember that day where you was that hungover, you couldn't eat anything? You yeah. didn't eat meat that day. Did you die? You got through it. You woke up the next day and then it's just another day. Yeah. You, you got through that day. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? If, have you ever had an operation in the hospital and they've said don't eat for 24 hours? Do you know what I mean? Or on a plane. Yeah, you know what I mean? You, but yeah, I think that's, uh, that's, that's another story, man, food addiction. Mm. What would you say about, so like the ethics of going back onto the ethics and that, you know, like obviously when you're in Italy, you say that you eat cheese and that, you eat pizza and, and whatever. Mm. Um, and that's purely out of convenience. What would it take to, um, that's a good question. If someone showed, if, if you're in Italy and you've gone to an, uh, obviously an Italian restaurant and you've looked at the menu and everything's just got milk in it or whatever, if someone was to show you the footage that you already know exists in your face, like a screen monitor that's right next to the menu, do you think your choices would change? Or do you think you can kind of... Do you think that... Do you, Maybe, yeah. Do you, yeah, do you think, like, that doesn't equal your... If you were shown, like, a path of where your food came from, like, yeah. if you were shown, like, a reverse think, of... In your here's face, this yeah. cheese, this is how it was made, this is where it was brought from, this is the cow's arse that it was pulled out of, Yeah. whatever... Probably would, yeah. Probably yeah. would. But in those stages, I value, rightly or wrongly, I value convenience yeah. over morals, which to say that out loud doesn't sound right, obviously, but mm. that's what I've been choosing. I've been choosing convenience over what I know to be right to be, or wrong yeah. in my own head. Mm. But um, See, that because that, then these images stick in my head. Mm -hmm. So... If someone was to pass me a slice of pizza, I'd automatically see a cow with a fist up his ass. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I can't get I can't get past that. Like yeah. that's 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 it. Like you know what I mean? But without slating you, you you might think like that in a year's time or two years time. You know what I mean? I'm not here to. No, but I, like as I say, I've gone through swings with it. I've gone years being fully vegan. I've gone through years of being fully vegetarian over the last ten years. And it's it, it's right, yeah. Obviously, we have to accept levels of hypocrisy in our own lives. None of us are perfect. But I, I try not to beat myself up over it. I just try and, all right, next meal, I'm back on it. Mm -hmm. you know what I mean, 
I've caused it, I've caused some suffering here. Okay, I won't cause any more. We just try our best. Mm. But again, it comes. But also, I also struggle with the idea of okay. So what if there was a vegan option, and the vegan option was really, really unhealthy? What a value. Where do I put my health in comparison to convenience or my morals or whatever the case may be? Because if you offered me the vegan alternative that was really, really, really full of shit, full of chemicals and horribly made, you could also follow that back to how it was made mm. in a scientist lab, stirring all these toxic chemicals. So you have to look at it both ways, do you know what I mean? Yeah, which is why time will be the... The, yeah. the, 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 the healer for everything, you know what I mean? Like in time, there's going to be more options, there's going to yeah. be more products. If you were to offer me cashew cheese, a beautifully homemade cashew cheese that was literally nutritional yeast, cashews and water, I'd gobble that up by the bucket load and I'd take it over mozzarella most of the time. But if you're offering me plastic, mm. I've, I've got to make a choice there between cruelty to the animal and cruelty to myself at the end of the day. Because that's that's that that's how you can look at it. Mm. Yeah, I know what you mean. I'd, like for me, I'd just be like, okay, the only option there is the Beyond Burger with covered in oil, covered in the fake cheese. It's not going to be the best for me, but obviously I'll eat this, I'll enjoy it, and then tomorrow I'll have a quinoa salad. You know I mean? Yeah, something <laughs> counteract it. But um, mm. nice. Nah, it's, but it's like, if we go back to what, to your question previously of following the path of where your food has come from. Okay, so let's follow the path of the Beyond Burger. Oh, yeah, I know where you're going, Do you man. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're lining Bill Gates' pocket, and is Bill Gates the nicest bloke on the face of the earth? Is he doing it for your health? I don't, I don't really think he is. So is he, could, does he own it? Yeah. He's a, he's a majority stakeholder, isn't he, yeah? Him yeah, and yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio, I believe. Well, he's a businessman, and he probably knows where, where the world's heading, and he knows that people are, the demand for it's going to yeah. carry on rising. But he's also a mass murderer. Mm. throughout Africa what? and throughout his foundation the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation through all the different things that he's been putting out there in the world the big V word that probably gets censored yeah yeah well if I eat one of them a week or one every fortnight yeah. I don't think Bill's going to kill me again we've got to be pragmatic but, otherwise we all well, start I, 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 I hope that one a fortnight ain't going to kill me but we'll no. see but, um, but no I know what you mean obviously you, you got to, it's all about balance and it's just, you could flip it back around and, and say, well, you know, why, why do me is it eat processed salami? And then go, you know, oh, there's chemicals in your burger, there's chemicals in your fake meat. When that, that's not the point. The point is, is how often you eat it, isn't it? So, yeah. And for me, I've said it a million times, 20% shit, 80% good. Yeah. Um, but I don't think I'd ever be in a place long enough to have to eat crap for a long period of time, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So so your your um, situation then when you said about, do I choose that or that? If I'm there for three weeks in an all-inclusive resort and there's only one thing and that one thing is crap, then obviously there's a problem, but I don't think there'd be a problem if you, you know, you're just out and about, dotting around restaurants or... Mm -hmm. or whatever, you know what I mean? So you, can that, find a, you can find a choice, you can find a different option. Yeah, but, but I do know what you mean. You have got to think about yourself as well. But at the same time, one burger's not going to kill you kind of thing. Mm. But now, um, going on to another question, man. Um, a question for you. This is a good one because having Italian in-laws, I can imagine this is a serious problem. 
How do you handle social situations such as dining out or attending events as a vegan or with your Italian in-laws? Again, depend. So let's talk about it from the situation of being in Italy. It's tricky because where, where my wife is from is Bologna, which is the home of lasagna, the home of your spaghetti bolognese, the home of tortellini. The home of la pasta. Exactly. It's the home of basically the best food in Italy and a lot of people call Italian food the best food in the world. I mm-hmm. disagree. I think it's boring. But <laughs> that's an unpopular opinion you in Italy when I go chips, there. Then, yeah. Well, I, my diet in Italy genuinely consists of, generally consists of mushrooms and pasta, lentils and pasta, bread, tomato, basil, pasta. That's all I can think. <laughs> Which is why, for me, Italian food is boring. Yeah. Because I've got five choices. I've got pasta with mushrooms, pasta with tomato, pasta with lentils, sometimes gnocchi or polenta. But as a general rule, when you're eating out, it's, it, it can be trickier. It, it, is, it is catching on massively, especially even in Bologna. Funnily it's, enough, there's an Italian geezer who comes in here. Yeah. And he's a veggie and he orders um, the same dish every time, like. Didn't expect it. What does he order? Person, but... He has the Korean dish, man. But, he, but he's the same. He's veggie. He, he, you know, he, he probably goes home and has to have milk and, and cheese and that. Mm. Um, he doesn't have to, but you know what I mean. But uh, what do you think is is catching on over there? Do you think? Hundred percent, it is. Yeah. yeah. So even just and that's talking. probably the hardest, one of the hardest places to do it because they're super, they're super like um, traditional when it comes to their food. Over there, you can't put this on this type of pasta. You can't put this on this type of pizza. So for them. To go, okay, well, we're going to change the recipe for this traditional dish that's been around for a thousand years. And instead of putting meat in it, we're going to put lentils or tempeh or whatever the case may be. For them, it's like a big culture shock. Mm. We don't really appreciate it in this country because we don't have a strong food culture. Mm. Whereas there, it's deeply ingrained. It's got to be that way. You get shocked for putting chicken on a pasta there. Do you know what I mean? You get shocked for putting pineapple on a pizza. Yeah. There's no, no fly zone. Yeah. But even just in the city centre of Bologna, I can think of three fully vegan restaurants, which is huge. Mm. You, know, you struggle to find that half the time here, let alone in Bologna. So it's something that's catching on massively, yeah. Bologna sounds a lot better than our famous crisp sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> what, what else have we got here, man? We just took everyone else's, haven't we? We've got Italian, we've got Indians and Chinese everywhere. And yep. We've got the fish and chips, but what did you find the other day? Smoky bacon crisps are vegan. Yeah, I know, man. There's a lot of crisps. There's a lot of good good crisps that you wouldn't think of as well. There's a lot of like um, beef-flavoured mm. stuff that, that, that hasn't got beef in at all. Um, I haven't really ate nothing like that for a while. I don't know why. No, I'm not, I'm not. I'm trying to keep off all that. Kind of yeah. stuff anyway, but it was just something I, I found like interesting. Crisps. crisps are good, man. Like, mm. They're really good. I just haven't, I don't know why I haven't come across them for a bit, but... Uh, because you're a fitness machine, Jake. That's why. I'm trying, man. I'm trying. What was I going to say just as well? Um, onto the cheese thing. So I'll tell you a story about when I was in Macedonia. I think it was Macedonia or Montenegro. And I've sat down at an Italian place and the bloke's come over and he said... Took, took our order. He said, would you like some cheap cheese? 
I thought that he said cheap cheese, as in not very expensive. Obviously, I'm going to think, yeah, I'll have some cheese that's cheap, you know what I mean? Why, <laughs> why, why wouldn't I? And then when it's came, it's like really white and it's really like soft and gooey. And I said to my cousin, like, what's that? And he's like, it's sheep cheese. It came from a sheep. Not cheap. And I was like, oh. And I looked at the price and it's just cost me about seven euros. So I was like, it's not even cheap, man. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I can't eat it. He's like, why? I was like, I can't, I can't eat sheep cheese. He's like, will you eat cow's cheese? And then I was like, yeah. But why can't I eat sheep cheese? And then I thought, what other cheese do we eat? We don't eat no other cheese, do we? It's just literally from a cow. Where did, he, where did it all start for you, the vegan journey? Well, little, little things like this added up over a, a long period of time where I was like, well, why, won't, why will I eat cow's cheese and not the sheep cheese, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, little things I, I mentioned the other day on a podcast in the chip shop, and there was a tank on the left, and it said, please don't distress our fish. And then on the right side, there were battered and fried fish. Clearly gone through a stage of distress to get to be <laughs> yeah. fucking battered. <laughs> so it, it was just these little things that added up over time, and then, like, on the sixth or seventh one, I was like, nah. I can't just keep having this mental conflict, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, in terms of cheese, would you have had the sheep cheese? Being a, a, being a, a dairy person now, on and off, it, where, would, where would you stand with that, with a different type of cheese, but not from a cow? You should eat it all. If you're going to eat something from a cow, why not eat it from, from a sheep or from a goat or from your mother's milk? Do you know what I mean? At the end of the day, why, why a cow has been selected as... The optimal, the only milk source you can get. Do you know what I mean? Mm. When in, in theory, if somebody offered someone, okay, this is made from human milk, this cheese is, you'd run a million miles, wouldn't you? And this and is then, where my own hypocrisy comes into play, and you start to, I start to think about just things. Sit there now and slate yourself. Yeah. <laughs> For the next twenty minutes, guys, we're going to describe how much of an idiot Callum is. <laughs> no, but, but yeah. you're right because people will say about the cheese. They'll say, yeah, but uh, sorry, the milk and stuff. The milk's good for you. It's full of calcium. It's full of. It's got protein, whatever. But human milk is probably good for you. I'm yeah. guessing. <laughs> I'm guessing if you had some human milk, it would be. I don't know. Is it? Yeah. No, but it has to be, doesn't it? But yeah. from a biological point of view, otherwise you mm. wouldn't survive. Mm. Human beings wouldn't be here if for mother, a human though. If mother's milk wasn't good for you, human beings would never have made it this far, would they? Because mm. how would the babies have sustained themselves before mm. formula and before cow's milk and before whatever else come along? And when do you stop breastfeeding? I don't know. Three? I don't know. Three, I, I four? I think so, yeah, something like that. So, yeah. To, to, but it's, to, it is... To, to then grow up and then drink another mammal's milk. Yeah. Um, I've got a feeling that you'll be vegan by the end of this again. Probably, yeah. <laughs> the thing is, though, it, 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 it does take things like this to sort of... You have to have that conversation, first of all, in your head, and then you have to have that conversation out loud sometimes to realise how stupid you are. Do you know what I mean? To realise, all right, I am probably going down a path that doesn't sit right with me, doesn't sit right with my morals all right, let's recheck it. Do you know what I mean? Let's go back and let's analyse ourselves, let's analyse our decisions, rather than just continuing to walk blindly into whatever life gives us. Mm. We've got to be more self-analytic, but also, yeah, that's what, that's what I believe. I'm full of shit. And as long as I'm aware of that, I can do something about it. Yeah, at, at least pe- some people are honest. At least you've come out and said that. People do come out and say this, and you know, I have people come up to me and say, yeah, you are right. You are right. Like people do admit 
to the to the to the vegan message, mm-hmm. but obviously their actions just don't align with their views. But it, it's when people say stupid things, like that's what sparks the annoyance, and that's when nasty debates start to occur. You know what I mean? Not, not not someone coming out like you who, who said it as it is. It's when people say stupid things that, that. Give me an example of a stupid thing that would spark annoyance that would cause an argument. Like. Uh, just just being like, you know, like, mmm, bacon or mmm, milk or mmm, cheese. If, I can't take people seriously. You know, if someone said, I don't give a shit, that's, that's a good answer. You know what I mean? I don't give a shit is a good answer. Mm-hmm. But that wouldn't align with their morals then because they're not an immoral person. But going back onto that anyway, they would say like, mmm, yeah, milk. And, but when there's a cow that's been locked up and forcefully impregnated over and over and over again like a robot yeah. just being used and abused and having the kids stole from them and to, 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 to the point where they can't walk yeah. for then for then uh, you know an adult to then turn around to me and say yeah but mm, tasty geez, tasty I can't take that seriously man I can't yeah. you, you you're not you're not that kind of person you wouldn't do it yourself precise and again if we go back to like we were talking about earlier follow steps backwards to where your food comes from mm, milk tasty yeah maybe maybe it does taste good when it's flowing down your nice silky neck nice and white and pristine and gone through it's all chemical procedure and whatever but let's go back a couple steps to when it's been pulled out the other doesn't look nice and white and silky and especially in these big factory farms it's full of all sorts of nasty stuff and pus and ulcers and and this is another thing that's just come into my mind, coming from a family of butchers. Now, it was a, a high-quality butchers back in the... Started in the 70s, and they ended up selling it in the early 2000s. But this is a family-run butchers. This is not some super supermarket selling 10,000 joints of beef a day. Even still, the cows would come in, and they would find a tumour in the meat. Right? So it could be cancerous cell, it could be whatever the case may be. they find a tumour in the meat and just cut around it and sell the rest of the meat. I heard about this not long back. And now this is, this is, this is 100% standard practice. So that must be the part that makes people a man. Exactly, yeah. That's the I can ma- eat cancer and be fine with it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Again, that follow why they can bench press so much, man. Because they've got tumours running through their body. <laughs> God, that's sick. And, you, and that's coming from somebody who grew up in a, in a butcher's, isn't it? Yeah. So and, and this is a high-quality butcher shop. This is not like yeah. selling cheap cuts of meat. This was like creme de la creme this isn't of even, Wolverhampton this isn't back even in the, the day. This isn't even the mass production Precisely. line, is it? Like, exactly, yeah. These are cows that come from a field. Yeah. Now, you imagine... And this was 20, 30 years ago when it, cows were being fed their natural food, grass. Cows were being fed wheat and grain, which they can't digest, mm. in a box with no sunlight or whatever the case may be. Obviously, they're going to be full of tumours in this, that these days. Mm. So, yeah, you're not doing yourself a, a justice. You're not, you're not doing anything for yourself, are you, really? If you're eating factory, factory it's, it, meat. It's mad to hear someone talk in so much detail about it, but still, obviously, make choices that go against what you believe. But I'm not here to slight you for that, because at one point, I was the same. Yeah. I remember, I remember eating uh, some, something vegan and it had cheese on. And my brother was like, oh, I think of all the 
the puss, think of all the puss and the, the you know, or just basically putting me off it. And I, I remember eating it. But I was like, shut up, man, shut up. I don't want to hear that. You know what I mean? I don't want to hear that. And then not long after, I made the full switch. And for me, if I, if I see something, I can't unsee it. You know what I mean? You can't live with the hypocrisy. Nah, I can't do it. Um, it doesn't change for it for me. It doesn't just because it's out of sight. It's not out of mind. You know what I mean? Um, but that's why I think you'd be different if you was to see, see the footage yeah. first hand before you was to take a bite. You know what I mean? Uh, or maybe you just love pizza too much. Or maybe you're a sadistic <laughs> freak who loves seeing animals suffer and you'll eat it anyway. <laughs> it's definitely the, uh, the former, yeah. But um, where do you see the future of veganism? Where do you see yourself in the future once more options become available? Well, obviously, with thanks to Purito and other places just like it. Discount. Discount code. It's become a lot more accessible, especially I've noticed in the UK. In the UK, it's the easiest place to be a veggie. The easiest, because there's options everywhere. Again, I don't like to see myself too far into the future. I just like to see myself today and tomorrow, and that's about it. I know that I'm obviously dealing with a level of hypocrisy in my own head that I've got to sort out, and I will. But yeah, apart from that, I'm not giving myself... I mean, I'm not beating myself up over it. I'm just doing what I can, when I can, to the best of my ability, to the best of my knowledge. Again, I think that's the most important thing. What you need to do is you need to fill your suitcase up with tofu and protein powder. (laughs) And next time you get to Italy, whack it all in a fridge. Yeah. And you should be good. Yeah. With a little bit of oat milk, maybe. That's not... Even like I say, there now, they have got more options coming available. It's just if you go to eat out. Mm. So let's say you've gone to eat out in Italy. You're in Bologna. Mm -hmm. You're sitting down. The nice setting. On the menu is a carbonara normal with eggs not with cream because if you say it's got cream in it okay let's not say carbonara let's just say a typical cheesy pasta dish Mm -hmm. and then you've got a vegan version of the typical cheesy pasta dish the cheese one tastes 10 out of 10 the vegan one tastes 6.5 out of 10 which one would you go for? stipulation so what vegan cheese is it? Is it? It tastes six point five out of ten. Okay, but is it <laughs> is it plastic or is it almond or cashew cheese or what is it? It's the worst for you. It's plastic or whatever. I take normal cheese. But you're only there for one day, and tomorrow you can go back to healthy eating. Wrongly, or I'd probably take a normal cheese. Again, I'll swing with this because yeah. if you ask so me next week... Hard, this is the odd bit, isn't it? If this you ask me next it. week, I'll probably give you a different answer. Mm. But the way I feel today, I'll take the normal cheese mm. over the plastic, even if the normal cheese was the same tasting. Because I'm getting to a point now in my life where I don't want... I'm trying to cut out the processed stuff. You know what I mean? I'm trying to cut mm. out that plastic, that veggie sausage, the, the stuff that the stuff that ain't really good for you anyway. Mm. There is good and there is bad in that. Precisely. You've got to look for it. You've got to look what's If I could make my own veggie sausages out of lentils and black beans and whatever the, whatever the other ingredients are, but if, if I've got to buy something that's heavily, heavily processed and is no good for me either, I've also got to make that calculation in my head, like I said before. How good is cheese for you though? 
Not very either, is it? Because my argument is if cheese was good for you, everyone would be eating pizza all the time. Yeah, but you got a kilo of flour underneath that cheese that also doesn't make it very healthy. Mm. But you, you, you got a point, yeah? Obviously, I don't... No, I, I no one will truly know that gets to the bottom of it because I think France is one of the biggest consumers of cheese and they've mm. got one of the lowest rates of heart disease. It's, it's the same. Or something very similar. Yeah, so, it's, a, it's the same situation in Italy. So yeah. I listened to this podcast recently um, and... I can't remember the guy's name. But either way, they was talking about how even just as, as human beings, we all have different levels of being able to absorb different foods. For example, I'm not hungry in the morning. I can go till 12 o'clock about having breakfast. My wife will wake up 7 o'clock in the morning and tell me she's starving and go and eat two slices of toast and a bowl of porridge. Mm. And she's slim gym. And then for lunch, she'll eat 500 grams of pasta. And then for dinner, she'll have, eats like a machine, carbs, carbs, carbs. But because, I believe, because she's Italian or it's a Mediterranean genes or whatever, they can just absorb all that. Whereas for me, I'll go to Italy and I'm there for two weeks. If I start eating pasta every day or breads or whatever the case may be, mm. I'll balloon. Mm. So it's strange because we all interact with food differently. Mm. Like, back to this podcast, and he was talking about, like, it doesn't matter what we put in our body, it's what our body can actually absorb, what we can use, the rest of it is irrelevant. So if my body is, has got a predisposition to absorbing pasta and I can't handle it, then I should slow down my eating of pasta. And it's the same with everything across the board. And he was talking, I don't I want to know what your views are on this. He was talking about um, having a, you do like a, a, almost like a medical check to see what your body can absorb and what it can't absorb. Mm. Like, almost like a food intolerance test, yeah. but on a, on a deeper scale where it goes through everything. Okay, you're low in this, you're high in this, you're low in this, you're high in this. That's something I really want to do to see where my body is at after pretty much 10 years of no meat. Definitely. Am I healthier than I was before? Am I, what am I lacking? What can I do to be an optimally performing human being? Mm. And I don't, obviously, I've signed up for it, but I'm waiting to hear back from them to do the test and see what I'm lacking and what I'm not lacking. Because mm. I've got nothing to compare it to. I've been vegan for 10 years, vegetarian for 10 years, sorry. Well, you look good. I've been trying you to feel be, good. I feel good, yeah. I've been training, I've been in the sun, I've been running, I've been swimming. I'm feeling all right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. So, like, obviously, I know that you can be healthy with me. You can be healthy as a pescatarian. You can be healthy as a vegan. There's, There's lots of things that constitute health in there so whether you obviously like you said whether you run whether you get enough sunlight whether you meditate whether you you know look after your stress levels whatever so obviously but for me i've just got to take it on face value from what i've seen and anyone who is 70 and i meet them and they're vegan they look good yeah that doesn't lie you know what i mean that 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 doesn't lie There's, that is face value um but that's not to say that you you know you can't be healthy. Um, you know. Okay, but also you could be a seventy. You could be a vegan. I remember I met this met this girl when I first started my vegetarian vegan journey. And she said, "Oh yeah, I'm vegetarian too." And the only thing I saw her eat was chips. It's the only thing I saw her eat. Oh man, chips, potatoes, chips. 
What, what, what's the point? I mean, you're not doing yourself, you're doing yourself a disservice there as well. Because mm. the whole vegan thing can also be a bit confusing. I think we've got to look at it more in a, as a, an all-round plant-based diet. Cut out the processed foods as much as you can. Mm. Eat your greens. Exactly. Because it's not going to happen overnight anyway. It's going to be over the next X amount of years. Mm. It's not like everyone's going to switch straight away or, you know what I mean? So it, there's no point like you said, beating yourself up over it and just being so strict that it just locks you in a, a cage kind of thing. And then you uh, beca- for me, for me, I can because I'm just, I'm just. That's just how I'm gonna, I'm gonna words. spill some Bruce Lee wisdom. So as he says, you got to be like water. Okay, allow yourself to just flow and adapt to whatever is the, the the smoothest path for you at this time. Be like bamboo, where if the wind blows at you, you're in, you're flexible enough to not break. If you're sturdy and you're an oak tree. This is the example he uses anyway. If you're an oak tree and you become brittle and you easy to break, so that's the whole thing with the the dietary or the, the rigid rigidity of our mind is when it becomes so rigid, sometimes it becomes very easy to break. And I think that's a problem again with with veganism as a whole. It's all or nothing. It's yeah. forever or never. It doesn't have to be. Be it just ease yourself into it. Give yourself credit where credit's due. I like it, but that can also be um, like an excuse for people to be too lazy or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I know, it's good. Yeah, 100%. But that prison mentality, that that contractual mental contract is no good either. No. Because people then start to ignore other things that could be helpful. All right, I can't eat this, so I'm just going to eat a bag of crisps. I'm just going to eat chips for the rest of the day. Which, again, you've got to make your own decision. It's planning, thought. Yeah. And organising yourself, and I've said it millions of times, you've got to be organised, you've got to be prepared, and if you're not, you're prepared to fail. Um, before we go, mate, what, what's your plans personally? Where are you off to next? Uh, I know you don't like to think too far into the future, but... <laughs> well... <clears throat> you could so be in Spain tonight. Maybe. Who knows? Now, we're going like to... I'd like to spend a little bit of time here at home, and, uh, yeah, at least, at least the next few months. I'll be watching you, man. Yeah, we'll be here. I'll be, I'll be watching you. We'll uh, be in and out of Purito. I'll be following you around Sainsbury's and all sorts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're going so straight to the Italian cheese section. That's you? it, yeah. I'll be straight on the Parmesan. Nah, cheers, mate. It's been good to have a little chat. Nice to hear about your travels and uh, glad to see the business is going well. Tropic Ali. Uh, Tropic Ali. Tropic Ali. For anybody interested in the remote work life, breaking free from the nine to five. Yeah, it's been good, man. Um, I'll catch you soon, and we're going to smash some pads up. Yeah, baby. Let's go and get a box on. Nice one. Thank you for having me.